tell me a story. Well, like I've been doing this a really long time. You know, I started very young. You know, when I was in college, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, I didn't have talent to be the person on the stage, but I always liked seeing the people with the headset and the clipboard backstage. And I always knew I wanted to be that person telling everybody what to do and putting the pieces in place. Yeah. But when you are that person, that's a, it, it's a people-pleasing job, you know, uh, when you're doing that, when you're handling uh, celebrities or artists because they're creative people who are very specific about their art. And I always say I'm an adult babysitter, which means I'm taking care of things. I'm a people pleaser, you know, making sure that they get what they need, that they get what they want and that things get taken care of at an event, a concert, a party, whatever is going on related to their, to their art and to their project and their product, you know, and that's like, I always tell people when I spend all day organizing these things and taking care of stuff and not sitting down at all. That's why I'm the person that goes back to my hotel afterwards or back to my house. I don't go to the after party because when you're on your feet all day being the people pleaser, the last thing you want to do is go and hang out even more, you know? So I'm like, I'm going home and sitting in my hotel or sitting in my bed. So it might not seem as exciting, but when you're running around doing that stuff all day long, people don't see that that's like, you know, it's an all day thing. It's a full-time job. So, and it's often on weekends and after hours, after that full eight hour day, you know, I always joke around with people. I'm like, it's not as sexy as people think it is, but I don't want to do anything else. The job I worked, you know, in radio promo, and then I worked in publicity. So when you're doing that, you're just basically the liaison connecting the dots between, you know, the radio stations, the radio programmers, the radio people, the DJs, the fans, and you know the artist and then when you're on the press side of things you're just connecting them with the writers and the tastemakers and the influencers and the cool people who who tell the stories so that's basically what you're doing you're like the middleman you're the liaison you serve two masters and um that requires you to get real creative sometimes because you got to make two people happy and they might have two separate agendas. Somebody might, hey, I need this done at one o'clock. And you're like, well, we can't get the band there until two o'clock. So you have to become a great improviser is is what I say. You have to be able to think on your feet, you know, and get things done. And really um, when they're when they don't aren't going to go according to plan. I, I'd love for you to tell me about a time where you've been able to make that make that connection between those two masters where you thought like I I. I personally nailed it. This is like a more of a funny one. Um, years ago, there was um, an event. It was an award show. They were in two different bands, but they were playing together that night. And the one artist was like, I don't want anybody to drink before the performance. And the one artist was like, man, I just need to drink to calm my nerves. And one of his other bandmates came up to me and said, hey, can you go grab him just a quick drink? And I was like, but nobody says a drink before the performance. And I'm, I'm getting orders from the one band and then the other. So what do I, you know, I was like, okay. And, you know, and they're like, just can you just grab a quick shot? I was like, so I had to sneak my way to the bar, grab the shot for the one person who needed it, sneak it behind my back, hand it to his bandmate, boom, and make sure the other artist did not see it. And he did it. <laughs> so it was just a matter of, you know, two people wanted two separate things. And who am I to say no or yes, it's not up to me. So I just did what I could to keep it on the DL. So but there's been other times where, you know, we had like, a meet and greet, you know, in a major market in Philadelphia with a huge band at an Ozfest. And two of the members got their schedules completely changed. And they're like, we can't do this. And I was like, ah, it's been on the schedule. Like it, it's a major market radio station. We have to get to the meet and greet. It's been advertised. It's been promoted. Uh, they've supported you. They support you with airplay. We have to get, we can't not do this. And the two band members were like, we're not doing it. We're, we're not doing it. We can't, we, our whole schedule was changed. And I was like, 
okay, so am I going to have to go and like dress up as a band member to do this? And I had to negotiate with the tour manager and say, hey, man, I'm going to get fired if this doesn't happen. And, you know, even the program director told me, he's like, listen, if you don't get this done, we're not going to add the other bands that you're working on. And I somehow managed to convince both band members as, hey, guys, we'll go. We'll take 10 minutes. Boom. Shake a couple hands cans kiss a couple babies boom you're done we managed to get it done got it done i got the two guys that they wanted they didn't have to i didn't have to improvise and pretend to be a band member so it was just very uh we got it done it can be very very nerve-wracking for sure when you have to make that stuff happen but as long as you just keep a cool head about it you know everything's fixable i think like a lot of people think stuff is um um, we're not saving lives here, you know, but when you're connecting the dots between the bands and the people who listen to the music and it saves their lives, you kind of are, but in a non, not so dramatic kind of way. To me, it's like you have to always just improvise on your feet and think on your feet. And like I said, at the end of the day, we're not saving lives, but, you know, you just have to get creative um, to make what you need happen, happen. What have been your big lessons learned that you think people outside of what you do would be, you know, curious to know or surprised to know. You know, that some people think it's all a big party and it's not always. I have some artists who will not eat two hours before a show or before an interview because they can get like, you know, you know, they could get wound up, you know. I have some that won't drink until after the show, some that don't drink at all. You know, some people think it's all kinds of parties, you know. And then there's also the times where it's like I'm running a meet and greet or a, a fan autograph signing is going on and I've got like four girls waiting around looking at me. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just I work for them. That's okay. You know, you just have to like there's always and you see it because I've done this in every city. I've gone on the road and traveled with bands and had to fly out on weekends to cover events far from home. And you see the same thing in different cities it's the same you know setup it's just different people in different cities and it's fun i really love doing it but it's not you know a lot of my friends are just like oh they think it's like really sexy all the time and it is yeah i mean but people don't realize sometimes when you're on you go to a grammy red carpet you know you're up at seven in the morning and you're on your feet until seven at night and that's a sunday you know like so people don't realize and you're getting yelled at the whole time not yelled at but this person needs this this person needs this you're trying to get this person's attention on the red carpet you're trying to talk to this interviewer you know it's 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 a lot of stress and they just think that you're the like the the arm candy of the people on the red carpet and you're not it's a very uh it's high stakes and high pressure for sure um, to get stuff done. And it might look like it's all fun and sexy and awesome from the outside, but it's actually like a job with pressure and a boss and goals. And if things don't get done and, you know, then you get asked what happened. You know, like I remember my one boss asked me when I told that story about smuggling that drink backstage, he's like, did you get caught? I said, no. And he said, was the other person happy? I said, yeah. He goes, we can have the rest of the afternoon off <laughs> because you, you got, you, you served those two masters, which is not easy to do. It, it's great. It's a lot of fun, but people sometimes remember too. It's also a job. And, um, you know, sometimes that requires like a 12 hour day on a Sunday. And you mentioned it is, it is just a job. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you don't necessarily get a lot of maybe the joys of travel. Uh, are there any instances where you've been able to step away from the job and just experience the the experience of, of where you're at and what you're doing? Oh, yeah. Like last summer, uh, me and a bunch of old friends that I met through working through music, a lot of them have moved on and don't work in music anymore, but we're all still really good friends. Uh, we went out to Cleveland to see Nine Inch Nails, you know, and it was an epic show and it was just, we weren't there to work. I mean, I met up with people who I know through work because they're colleagues that I consider friends, 
but you know we uh we just went to enjoy it as music fans and that was really refreshing it was like we had to fly out to washington dc and then switch planes to fly to cleveland which is not a very big distance at all so we had to do that and then you know it was six in the morning and the show was at like eight at night so it was exhausting but awesome and it was you know one of the best experiences i've ever had seeing music with friends sometimes you know you can um you can do both <laughs>